0: Welcome Welcome to our podcast, Family Home Evening, with Bad Mormons. My name's Charlotte. I'm Mandy. And we're both bad at being Mormons. <laughs> really bad. Like, probably the worst.
1: You know, I was thinking about it, it's funny to me that between our parents, they have nine children. Not a single one of us actually turned out to be Mormon. <laughs> yeah, you're Right? Right. I mean, I think Colin will go to church every now and
0: again, but... He drinks coffee. (laughs) He does drink coffee. (laughs) Yeah. I I hope they're not too bummed about that. Right. At least they got some grandkids and... Right. There's some hope there for them, right? We didn't totally fuck them over. just saying. We were probably huge disappointments. Well, listen. (laughs) If you join a cult, you can't expect your kids to join the cult just because they're related to you. Right. Sorry. But don't worry. You didn't do anything wrong.
1: You taught us to be smart, educated people who just don't fall for,
0: you know, cults. (laughs) Usually. Usually. It just depends. I'm not going to rule myself out of cults altogether.
1: Don't... I couldn't remember that Vanguard cult that we talked about with the vow. I'm like, I would have fallen for that one. Yeah. I would have fallen for that cult. Nexium, Nexium, Right. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: So, listen. If you're here... (laughs) Listen? (laughs) Listen. If you're here listening to our podcast, it's because you want us to entertain your pants off. And we will. <laughs> Charlotte, keep your fucking pants on. I
1: was just, just kidding. just said to entertain them off. Pants off, dance off.
0: We Normally we tell you stupid stories. Well, entertaining stories. Right. Of us doing
1: stupid shit, usually on some sort of drug or drunk, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Some sort of altering substance.
0: This time we're going to mix it up a little bit and we're going to tell you, we're going to still tell you stories about us. So, we're fulfilling our (laughs) self-appreciating destinies of listening to our own voices talk about ourselves. Right. Uh, (laughs) But we're going to add a little twist in there for you. Yeah. A little twist.
1: Well, cheers. Cheers. I was going to say, I'm drinking Truly to get rid of a hangover from all of the wine and tequila I drank
0: yesterday, but you, madam, (laughs) are drinking water. (laughs) Uh, I'm drinking celery juice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because I am on a cleanse. It's stupid, and you've left me alone. Listen. <laughs> okay, we're going to get picture. to why that's funny in a second. I think picture it should be in there, too. Picture, oh, picture it. it. Okay, listen. We have been doing this podcast every week since July? Oh, that sounds June about right. June July. And each week, we have gotten... Either sometimes more drunk than others, but we've always gotten drunk for you. And my liver's starting to <laughs> tickle, <a toll. laughs> whatever. So I'm doing my biannual cleanse where I inject myself with hormone shots called HCG. I eat 500 calories between 12 and 6, and I'm adding this new step into it, which is drinking celery juice in the mornings because on an empty stomach, and it's got to be like 16 ounces of celery God, juice, which it's is so like, gross. imagine if a shot is one ounce. 16 shots of celery juice. Fuck
1: that. I know.
0: It's so disgusting. That is so
1: gross. Does A it lot of
0: celebrities are doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now it's all coming together. And so I it's feel like I should sense. do it too.
0: Well, it's supposed to help your body like break down fats and helps build up your bile and help support your liver, which is really, like I said, where I need the support after also, all the drinking we've been doing. With all doing. the
1: COVID too, I keep wondering how my kidneys are doing <laughs>
0: Listen, I've got a juicer now. If you want to drink celery juice with me at 5 o'clock know. in the morning, Charlotte. What
1: to do that.
0: We could have a celery juicing podcast. I'm sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> um, sweet, sweet. So some shout out to our patrons. Oh, yes. Thank you, patrons. Thank you for supporting us. Welcome to our new patron. Yeah. Uh, you guys are the shit.
1: Thanks for giving us money. We love you. It pays for cocktails.
0: And, you know, so I can get more material for this show. <laughs> I, uh, we have uh, one patron in our, God damn it! I can't remember the name of the tiers. There's the telestial, the terrestrial, <laughs> one of the higher tiers. Ooh. Um, I sent out a little something your way, so keep an eye out for that uh, package in the mail. Sweet. You know who. Wink, wink. <laughs> Is it Mark Facerberg? No, it's not Mark Facerberg. Oh, okay. It's okay, a different one.
1: Okay. Nice. <laughs>
0: so,
1: uh, Yeah. Patrons. Patrons. God bless them. Um, We sat down and we actually came up with some rules for those who might be listening to this podcast to learn English and want to do a happy hour surprise. So, you know, if you're in a group, you can still do this on your own, but, you know, it makes more sense with more people. Um, Every time we say,
0: um. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, back it up. We need to start at the beginning. We created a drinking game. Correct. (laughs) We, last week, we threatened you with a drinking game. This week, we actually made some rules. That's fair. And actually, as I've been listening to me talk, I think correct
1: should be on there (laughs) and right. Because those are things I say all the time. But then again, people might die. So we are not legally responsible if you have alcohol poisoning.
0: (laughs) We're just going to start it by saying if you hear any of the following words. You take a sip. You take a sip. There were some caveats in there of like, oh, maybe you should finish your drink or maybe you should take a (laughs) shot. Maybe you should give a shot away. We're going to let you guys figure that out on your own. But here's the keywords you're looking for. 1,000%. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Exactly. Correct. Right. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. I was going to
1: say right is a... Because I... It's my way of letting you know that I'm listening, right? Mm-hmm. I do that. Mm-hmm. So that might be too much. Well, and the really
0: hard ones are going to be the ums. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the you knows. You know? Yeah. So keep those in mind, listeners. If you're playing a drinking game while listening to this, good fucking luck. Because right. <laughs> you're about to be dead. Um, that being said... Feel free to join my celery juice detox cleansing <laughs> with me after you listen to this episode. Okay. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Um, anything to repent for? I don't have anything to repent for. Uh, I actually, you know what I do? I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the cool shit and the repenting segment into one. All right. Because so for cool shit, I I haven't watched. So I was doing my chores around the house, dancing around, and I was humming. Uh, sugar Daddy from Hed- Hedwig and the oh, yeah. yeah, Hansel needs some sugar in his bowl, you know. Yeah. I haven't watched that for so long. And so I went to go watch it. I didn't even have it on Prime. That's insane. I only have a hard copy. So I watched it. It was great. And it reminded me of the time that I met John Cameron Mitchell. Ooh. <laughs> which is what I have to repent for now. Oh, okay. I don't think I know the story. Oh, my God. Uh it's so fucking embarrassing, and <laughs> I want to crawl under a rock every time I think about it, because I fucking love this man. Like, I love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I, even Short Bus. I never that watched that That was a that little one. weirder, but... Um, I love his work. I think he's fucking fantastic. I'm not, like, want to bang him, love him. I just, like, idolize him, right? Right. You respect the work that they've done. Exactly. Right. And, oh, my God, these people are going to get so drunk (laughs) listening to us. One thousand (laughs) percent. Anyway, uh, and I would like to mention that I never got to see Hedwig on Broadway in any of the iterations, although I would have loved 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 to see john cameron mitchell do it yeah i would have loved to see neil patrick harris do it as well that'd be nice i missed them all which you know fuck you mandy right lost your chance
1: i didn't see them either i know kate did because in her bathroom she has a washcloth she bought at the um the merch table with that has the face of hedwig on it and i was like awesome right and i'm just like oh
0: why didn't i get invited rude yeah, apparently to uh, a little a little knowledge bomb is if they always had the same seat in the audience, uh, which was the special like, it's a car wash, ladies and gentlemen, oh. where he would get up and like do the, you know, the the fringe. The fringe skirt. Yep. So if you got lucky enough to sit in that seat, you'd get the car wash. Um, anyway, I digress. So, so John, John Cameron Mitchell, I'm a huge fan of him. And he was spinning records at the Lex, uh, which is like a lesbian bar in San Francisco, right around the corner from where me and Lisa used to live on Church Street. Okay. Like heading into the mission. And so we obviously like had to go. And this place is really tiny. It's like the size of two of our living rooms. I don't know how many people you can fit in there, but it's a tiny little place. Right. And, you know, we would go there quite a lot uh, and hang out. It was like a fun bar to hang out at. And... So John Cameron Mitchell Spinning Records we have to go the place is jam packed and I'm so nervous and I'm sure I'm just probably fucking staring at him the whole time like a fucking psycho freak and I'm just pe- knocking back the drinks way too many drinks way too fast because I'm nervous and I'm trying to get up the liquid courage to like talk right. to him and just let him know like how much I lo- love his work and I like I'm such a super fan or whatever. I so said I'm getting nervous even just fucking talking about it. <laughs> Why do I do this? I'm a grown ass woman.
1: Because you respect their work and it's part of your
0: life. Yeah, like, but there's like a thing that teenagers do. Like you, you're like cre- screaming and crying over the Beatles or right. Elvis or whatever. It's like when you get to be middle aged, you're like, oh, that's just a human being who does cool shit, and they want you to be a fan of them. That's why they do it. Don't be an idiot when you talk to them, please. Uh, so let's get to the. Let's get to the the meat of of the story (laughs) So, fuck, I'm drunk, I'm really drunk So you drank way too fast Way too drunk Gotcha. And it's the end of the night And either he left and I followed him out Which is probably what happened Or I was outside smoking a cigarette or something And he came out to leave All I really remember was there was a stretch Hummer Outside, (laughs) which I was like That's kind (laughs) of douchey for Somebody that, you know Hummers are like like, the lamest cars (laughs) Yeah, like the limo um, Hummer. Anyway, stupid. (laughs) So he's getting ready to leave, and I just assaulted him. (laughs) I just went up to him, and I was like, I love you so much. I'm such a big fan of Hedwig and blah, blah, blah. And I don't even know what I said. And apparently he didn't know what I said either because he put his hand up to me, and he's like, stop. (laughs) Calm down. What's your name? And I was just like, I wanted to crawl under a rock and die i was so embarrassed and i was like mandy <laughs> hi mandy i'm john nice to meet you i was like i love you i love you so much i hope i didn't say that but i probably did <laughs> anyway he you know humored me for a second i don't know what was said he got in the stretch hummer and left. gotta get out of here and i watched the The Hummer drive down 16th, I think it was 16th Street. Might have been 24th. It doesn't matter. (laughs) And I thought to myself, you're an idiot. (laughs) And go home. Go home, dum-dum. That's so sad. It is really sad. I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah, I know. I've never told, that's why you have never heard the story, because it's fucking embarrassing.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. I just, I run away. I remember when Jamie Lee Curtis came into um, the co-op. It was the weirdest thing because I, I had the earphone in I was cutting the deli meat and i have to leave one headphone out in case we got a page and this lady was ordering something. I was like, that's funny. That sounds just like... And I look over and it's Jamie Lee Curtis and I'm like, holy shit. Like, and I'm like, what do you say? like I usually just think of my favorite movie that they're in and be like, I loved you in Trading Places. I thought you were going to say True Lies. I do love True Lies <laughs> a lot. But Trading Places was the first one that came to mind. I was like, your boobs look fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I could see people were like forming a circle kind of around her. And I was like, oh, I'll leave the lady alone. Like, she's just trying to buy some, some deli meat. But the guy who served her, his name's Patrick. You know, I didn't, really didn't think much of it. I actually just went back to work because I was like, well, I'm not going to tell her the movies that I love because again, I could just see that this is going to be lame for her and I don't want to be part of that lameness. Yeah, don't um, stare at her like a psycho from the distance <laughs> like
0: I do. But again,
1: if... I don't know I was trying to think what celebrity I would freak out over like because you know if it was like Jack Nicholson like he would just punch you or like <laughs> and I was like Dan Aykroyd would be a, a good one too but he, he'd be he'd probably be nicer but it's like oh it's like I just wonder like and like with um, what's his fucking face well Robert Downey Jr. but also um Leonardo DiCaprio who came into Sarducci's I was just like eh. I just don't have anything to say to you. Like, I'm going to go. But yeah, then when it's other people, like, that I feel are, like, lower on the totem pole, I would be like, oh, my God, I love this, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but as soon as they have any sort of status, I'm, like, back to,
0: like, my corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Do you remember that time? I was going to say, like, Matt but that's happened to me. But I have met him a few times, but that's happened to me a few times around him where I'm just, like, I love him so much, and I love his work so much, and I don't know what to say to him. But when we that night that we were out behind, in the alley behind the Troubadour, right. when we met Allison and Melissa, Right. Do you remember, like he came out of the doors and like this whole group of people? Was, it was just like nobody said a word. He came out. He's like, "Hey guys!" Right. Nobody said anything. Everyone was just kind of like getting closer to like, him Hi. with like their pens and their <laughs> posters. And I was like, "Hey, like we're you know hanging out or whatever to to talk to you." And but I would never would have been that person to be like you know the first one to speak. But I was trying so hard to make it less awkward. Right. And I was just like, "Hey, Matt." <laughs> Like, we're That's best right, friends. It's like uh, anything for a lady
1: in a social distortion shirt. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It moment. was nice. Yeah. It was nice for you. I didn't care because I'm like, I don't even like this band, but. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. I love all the shows that I go to, and I like offending all of the fans when I'm like, I don't even like this band. Like, why are you here? <laughs> why are you taking up a ticket? Right. Uh, should we hear, should we hear some,
0: uh, words from our sponsors? Wait, I got, I've got Ooh. one more thing. One more thing for cool shit. Ah. Uh, we're giving away oh. a free t-shirt yes. in honor of hitting our 50,000 play yeah. milestone. So Hooray. that's thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we just hit 50,000 plays. So we're giving away a free t-shirt. All you have to do to enter to win is go on Instagram, find one of our posts. We're doing a post every day for the next uh, seven days until Saturday um, tag three friends, and we'll enter you uh, for a chance to win a t-shirt. We're Huzzah. trying to trying to build up our Instagram following, so, you know, if you have any people that might like the show, tag them, and uh, if you'd like an extra drawing, just take that post and put it in your story, and we'll Perfect. enter you guys to win a free t-shirt. Fantastic. Yeah. And now, we actually have a real sponsor, so let's hear oh, a word yeah. from them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We know that keeping the food storage stocked can sometimes be a struggle, but boy, howdy, did it just get a whole lot easier. Have we got a delicious and satisfying treat for you. Introducing Prophet Tyson Potted Meat Product. Prophet Tyson Potted Meat is a tasty treat your whole family will enjoy, and it's now packed with 30% more tripe per can. This spreadable, delectable meat product is the perfect addition to your food storage pantry, thanks to its pre-cooked state and extra-long shelf life which also makes it a great item for camping and military uses. Prophet Tyson Potted Meat comes in two tantalizing flavors. Country Pot, a down-home blend of pureed beef, pork, chicken, and that extra tripe. Or give City Pot a try, a spicy grind, a raccoon, feral cat, skunk, and animal shelter dumpster. For a heavenly treat, try Prophet Tyson Potted Meat. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners can save 20% off your first purchase. Just use the promo code "The One Mighty and Strong" at checkout. That's promo code "The One Mighty and Strong" for twenty percent off your first purchase of Prophet Tyson's Potted Meat. I guess that means we're back. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so we usually tell you guys stories about ourselves. This time, we're gonna tell you stories that's more about the town. That we used to live in, yeah, that we love, called Bellingham, Washington. It's where a lot of murderers like to hang out. Mm-hmm. It's propensity for murderers, it sure does. So we're going to tell you some of the stories about some of the murderers that have hung out there, and some of the murderers that we've met there. Right, <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> turns out there's a few of them. <laughs> uh, so if you if you guys aren't aware, Bellingham, it's a it's a little town on the border of Canada in Washington State on the coast. It's beautiful. Um, lots of our family and friends still live there. Shout out to the Beeham crew. Yeah. Um, but the story that I wanted to talk about... Well, first of all, let's say... Let's start here. Ted Bundy. Right. Went to Western. Uh, I didn't I, know he went to Western. Interesting. That's when he would go down to the Waterfront Tavern. Right. <laughs> Which... Uh, The Waterfront Tavern is a bar that- Super dive bar. Opens real early. 6 a.m. It's right by the Lighthouse Mission where the homeless people live. And so they all hang out there and drink. So Ted Bundy, that was one of his haunts. Okay. Which is why they have the Bundy Burger on the menu. Right. Or at least they used to. Yeah, I I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. But yeah, Ted Bundy uh, lived there. Kenneth Bianchi, who was one of the duo of the Hillside Stranglers. Right. He lived there. This was like all in the late 70s. Um, he actually killed his last two victims there, and that's where he was caught, and he was incarcerated at Walla Walla. I don't know if he's still alive oh, or not. Interesting. Um, but yeah, and then there was that guy, um, oh, his name is James Kinney, and he is the one who murdered that girl who was coming out from the East Coast to check out Western as a school oh. and dumped her body on the Mount Baker Highway. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, too. Uh, our friend Amber... So a bunch of those girls, even Tiffany was living out there. Our sister Tiffany was living out with her friends out in in Sun Valley or Maple Falls. Maple Falls, right? Sounds right. Um, Anyway, which was which was way out there uh, on the Mount Baker Highway, and one of the girls, uh, Amber, actually hitched a ride with this with this murderer. Dang. And when his picture, like when they found the girl and they found the guy who murdered her, and it was this big deal at the time in uh, the paper, she saw his picture and she was like, "Holy shit." Like, that guy gave me a ride, and we were all like, what the fuck? Right. That was in, like, 90, 97 or 98. Freaky, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally fucking freaky. But, yeah. Uh, so all these guys would uh, hang out. Well, they, they're all, that's the Bellingham connection, but all of them would also drink at the waterfront. Right. <laughs> which is, like, right. the waterfront's claim to fame. <laughs> right. Again,
1: super <laughs> divey bar, and, like, it's just literally on the waterfront. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. They've got, like, a... A copy of *Catcher in the Rye* up on the wall because apparently that's like a book that murderers are often caught with, caught reading or or have Understand? I read that book and I literally was so bored the whole time. It made no like there's
1: something about like a fever dream in there. I felt like the whole book was a fever dream. Like I don't remember it. I just remember
0: not being interested
1: at it was, all. It was not interesting. Yeah, maybe I'm just not intelligent
0: enough, <laughs> or a murderer. You're not a murderer, so it's not interesting. <laughs> Uh yeah, but the so the story that I wanted to tell about um basically the murderer that I encountered and interacted with well I have two actually but the main one is the DC snipers right so you, oh if you were the, were you there for that I wasn't that um, was in two thousand one okay yeah no, I didn't move to Bellingham until two thousand four so oh right yeah right right so so the DC snipers basically um they're these two guys John Allen Muhammad and uh, he was the older guy, and then he had this younger kid with him who turned out to be 17 at the time. I think he might have been 16 at the time he was in Bellingham, but he was young. Right. Um, his name was John Lee Malvo, and they these two guys were living at the Lighthouse Mission. Um, the kid was actually going to Bellingham High School for a little bit, and the, they would come to the co-op all the time. So, like, you, you remember how, like, you know crackheads and hippies and homeless people hang out at the
1: cafe all day long hang out because they could just keep refilling their their coffees because you buy a cup of coffee
0: for like a dollar or two dollars and you could just refill it all day long yeah all fucking day uh so these guys would hang out there all day long and uh I i talked to that guy john muhammad several times he would come into my department i worked in the vitamin section and he would come in and be like, what kind of vitamins should I get for my son? You know, he's the you know, he's this old or whatever. what kind of protein should he get? He's an athlete, like I want him to be healthy and stuff. And so I talked to him about vitamins, and he would carry around this giant green, like army duffel bag. Right. And it had it was bulky, it had a bunch of stuff clanking around in there. In retrospect, it was absolutely one thousand percent full <laughs> of guns. <laughs> one thousand <000%. laughs> percent. One thousand percent. But yeah, it's like Freaky. At the time, you're like something is off about this. It seems weird. Like the whole vibe's weird. Right. But you know, there's a bunch of homeless crackheads that come right. in. Right. You deal all with weird. weirdo people all day long. Yeah. So, um, sorry if I'm saying the word homeless too much. I, I realize that's a problem that could affect any of us at any, any fucking given time. given moment. Right. But, uh, but chronically homeless is generally due to a drug or mental disability. Right. Right. Uh, so anyway, the the guy was like he was carrying around a duffel bag full of guns. And I can hear the sound in my head right now. Like, I didn't know it was guns at the time, but looking back on it, it was totally guns. Oh, that's so weird. You know, it's so, so freaky. Freaking weird. A giant duffel bag full of rifles and guns and shit. Anyways, so they hung out at the co-op for, I don't, I think they were, like, in town for only, like, six months. Okay. Um, but uh, one other thing about about them that is memorable or, or story noteworthy is that the uh, the guy would hang out at the Waterfront Tavern, the older guy. And he, apparently he was there with a group of other people during 9-11. Okay. And they were all watching it go down on the TV. And I guess he was, like, cheering for the terrorist. And, like, her. yeah, being really, like, crazy about it, you know. And, and fuck the government and fuck the U.S. and right. And to the point where, like, somebody was cited in one of the articles about, like, I was going to take him outside and kick his ass, but I didn't want to go to jail or whatever. Right. But he was really, like, being odd, you know, in that moment when, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it was that horrifying. Yeah, everybody was just shocked and right. stunned. and Utter silence. Yeah, it was awful. And he here's this guy, like, cheering at the bar mm. for it. Right? Could you imagine? Right. What a fucking psycho. That's fucked up. I'm surprised he didn't get his ass kicked. Right. And I guess the kid, too, um so the kid went to Bellingham High School for a little bit. I guess the, the principal at the time uh actually spoke on his behalf uh, in, uh, to his defense in court to try to avoid the death penalty oh. for him because the older guy Mohammed Muhammad was uh, sent to death right. or executed uh, in 2009 okay but the and the kid was um, also convicted because they so they went on to kill like twenty people in Washington D.C. Like they sniped them right they, okay. They, you'd be at a gas station and a bullet would come out of nowhere and kill you. And so it wasn't like all at one place. It was just randomly it was over random the... all over over For, like a period of two weeks or something. Okay, maybe fuck. longer. Yeah, fuck that. Actually, That's it nice. might have been longer because I I know there was like a sense of people like, didn't want to go outside. To their yeah, yeah. Oh, so that sucks. It, they were terrorizing people there, for sure. Just right. murdering people at random. And there was there was some kind of situation where he had taken this kid out of, like, a bad home and was kind of grooming him. And apparently there was some kind of religious aspect to it. He was making him do all these push-ups and, you know, I don't know exactly what it was, withholding food and kind of like... You break people that yeah, way. It's like, a, like a cult. Kind of like building yeah. a soldier or something. <laughs> right. Which... Um, was why the kid was spared the death penalty. Uh the, anyways, the whole thing was just fucking weird, but they would come into the co-op mm-hmm. all the time, which is like crazy. Right. You're like oh, crazy. Just that you've talked to that dude right a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking um this happened after I left, so it was in 2010, but this kid Dwight Clark, it was his freshman year in um uh, at Western and he left a party at like two in the morning and one of his roommates or a friend got just a blank text message from him at like two forty. That was the last thing. And then they found his body like 10 days later in Bellingham Bay, um, over by, um, the Puget sound or the, um, I can't remember what that place was called. We used to go down there and drink, um, the, uh, by GP. Yeah. GP. Um, so they found him down that area, and um, there was a smiley face spray-painted nearby where the body was found. So I looked into it, and there's it's kind of a conspiracy theory because there's not a lot of hard evidence. And it mainly happens back east, but now there's been some in Europe. You know, like, it's all over is that it's always a young white male who is, like, College educated, like I think it's perceived as their privilege, and so they're, they actually stalk them, you know, target them, and then drug them with GHB, and then so they're so fucked up they can't struggle because they're drowning in like very minimal amounts of water. So like with he drowns them, yeah. So with with um the one in Bellingham, like it was thought that he jumped off of a bridge into water, but it's usually really cold the time of year that it happens. Like people would not be getting into water for any sort of reason. And you can not um, even
0: get in that water in the summer. No.
1: Cause it's freezing. Cold. Right. And so, um, yeah. So it's just, it's kind of, I guess there's like 335 cases that could be suspected linking to the smiley face killer.
0: But That's um, gotta
1: be like copycats by now. Right. So the, what they think it is is it's more of a cult thing where oh. it's kind of a like, a connection that maybe it's online or whatever. But, like, but yeah, it's always it's always male. It's always, you know, um, call in college. So these are all happening around college campuses. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And, yeah, they're usually drunk, so they're leaving a party um, or leaving a bar, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there was one kid uh, in Boston, was one of the first ones, I guess, and he was on the phone with his girlfriend. He just wanted to get picked up to go home. And so she's like, well, tell me what the address is. And somebody yelled the address from behind and then the phone went dead. And then when she shows up like a minute later, nowhere to be found. And a couple days later found the body again in a very shallow thing of water. Uh Um, and so they were just ruling it an accidental drowning But the parents were like, no, none of this makes any sense. And so they did a toxicology, and he had GHB in his system. Um, And sure enough, there was a spray-painted smiley face nearby. So that's totally fucked up. Damn. So, yeah, that happened to one person that was going to
0: Western. It was kind of fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally fucked up. Yeah, That's so
1: freaky. I didn't meet him, but I was just looking up. I was like, hmm, Bellingham murders. And I was like, oh, wait, that's right. Laurie was... Because Laurie did a lot of research on it. She's like, I think it's the smiley face killer thing. And I was got it confused with we were listening to My Favorite Murder. Um, and there was a happy face m- killer. Right. And what he did was that he was strangling girls and he was, ended up being a truck driver. So, like, they could never find him because he never killed anybody he actually knew. It was always random girls. Um, but when these two other people got pinned for one of the murders, he left notes in different rest stop bathrooms saying that, you know, I'm the one who's murdering all these people and he signed it with a smiley face as, or right. the happy face. So he's a he's happy face murderer and then these smiley face ones are a little bit less
0: like, Ooh. yeah. Well, like, different. It's a different,
1: like. Totally different people, but like yeah. just because they're both smiley faces I was like, wait, is that the same thing? I'm like, no, that's completely different.
0: Yeah. One's girls. Right. One's Males. Males. Creepy. Totally freaky. You know what I uh, was just thinking about, too? There's another murderer that we both know from Bellingham that Um, we worked with. Jeff. At the co-op. Fucking Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Jeff Calvert. Calvert, right. You normally don't say last names unless you're a fucking murderer. And he's dead, so. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Oh, fair enough. Uh, do you want to tell this story?
1: Uh, well, no, I'll just say that when I found out he had died was that I was coming to work, I was walking through the pu- uh, the co-op parking lot, and our friend Michael walked out. He's like, oh, my God, did you hear Jeff died? And I was like, holy shit. He rode a motorcycle, so I just assumed he had gotten into a motorcycle accident. Well, wait, don't say how he, don't say how he died yet, because I want to okay. tell, wanna but, yeah, tell the cycle, story He's like, <laughs> no. And I was like, <laughs> and when he told me
0: what had happened, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so this guy Jeff that we worked with Uh, At the co-op. He worked at the co-op between um, 2001 and 2007. So the whole time that I worked there. Right. In fact, this was just before I moved to San Francisco. Right. Um, And he used to be like the accounts payable person or something like that there. And he was this super weird, tall, skinny dude. Not super weird, but like quiet, shy. Yeah, he was quiet. Like I would talk to
1: him. Because when I go get my till to, for the cashier or for the register, I would usually we we poke at each other a little bit. Like I would make fun of him and tell him he had no friends, um, didn't realize he was psycho. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> almost like a
0: decade that we, right. you know, worked with this dude or whatever. Well, uh, you know, you had a few short. I had or like a few three less years, years but yeah. still, it's like a long it was time. A long time, yeah. You hang out forty hours a week, at, you know, at your job, and you you feel like you build a bond with those people and you know those people, whether you're not. You know, whether or not you're friends with them, you spend a lot of time together. Totally. Um, Yeah. He was just quiet and shy and, like, he (laughs) was... i don't know why this always stands out to me but because i did a lot of closing shifts and he would all we'd do the announcement like hey everybody get the fuck out we're (laughs) trying to close close down Uh, attention co-op shoppers right And (laughs) (laughs) and he would always come down like way after everybody was gone and people were trying to like cash out and close up and he would try to buy his weird vegan food and i was like always i was like every single night like you we all wanna get out of here. Like, can't you do this ten minutes ago? Right. Why are you doing this now? Anyways, I always thought about that. But so anyway, to the to the story story. So, um, it turns out, uh, he murdered his girlfriend. Right. And then killed himself. A murder suicide. Right. And it was totally fucking I mean, everybody was so shocked, like, how could he do something like this like what kind of a person does shit like this um and then when you heard the story about what happened like when you read the article you it just got really fucking sinister and dark Right. because uh, basically what had happened was he had she'd broken up with him so this lady she's like 35 years old he's like 40 right they she's met like, online right? yeah they met online he she's got two young kids they're like eight and ten or something like that maybe a little bit younger and from a different you know relationship and he's like got this photo album on Facebook <laughs> that's like a love story us a love story Ew. and it's just filled with like almost 400 pictures and videos and stuff of her like kind of obsessing it right. seems like in retrospect and they only dated for like 6 months right and so she broke up with him and uh, apparently when she was moving out, he was like, he physically restrained her a couple of times. He'd be like intimidating her, like standing over her while she was trying to pack up her stuff. Oh. Uh, and then after she left, he kept sending her, uh, gifts and letters and packages, like excessive amounts of them right. to the point where she filed a restraining order against him a week before he killed her. Oh fuck. Right. I know. I didn't realize that either. Um, so she had already filed a restraining order and what the day that he killed her, he kicked in her back door. He came into her house with uh, two guns and ammo, handcuffs, a knife, pepper spray, duct tape, and a taser. Jesus. In a bag, right? She's like sent her kids upstairs to hide, or in a closet or something Damn. to hide, which fucking sucks because they they survived. They but they heard right. the whole thing right. happening. Um, and it didn't go the way he wanted it to go or whatever. And he murdered her, killed himself. Um, and later on, it was realized that he had spent some time in jail in Seattle, like three months in jail for stalking another lady. Oh shit. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Wolf was her last name, but yeah, like as I was looking up, trying to just figure out the timeline of when this happened, I was like, holy shit. I had no idea. He was actually convicted in 1995, of stalking a woman and had to spend three months in jail and she had the same sort of experience like it's you know when she broke up. up with him all these gifts and right you know he was like basically one thing one of the things she said which struck under well struck a chord i guess was you know it started out great everything was good and then it came to the point where we were all forced to be vegan <laughs> even like my kids right who were like teenagers and they don't want to you know to right. be fucking vegan or whatever he's like forcing you know this controlling sort of aspect on them or whatever. Oh, hell no. Right. So that, I mean, like all this stuff doesn't seem that crazy for, cause especially if you're, if you like true crime and crime stories like we do. Right. But knowing the person makes it that much more fucked up. Yeah. Because
1: again, he, I, w- I would have never pinned him as a murderer. And again, the amount of, I forgot when you were reading it, I was like, that's right. He had had enough ammunition. Like he was expecting some sort of firefight. Like he, you know, he was going to kidnap all of them and then have, the cops would show up or whatever. Like, that's what he was kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, he was and, prepared for it. Yeah, he was, yeah, it was so fucked up. But yeah, so when, yeah, when Michael was like, oh no, he killed himself. And I was like, what? And he's like, Andy he murdered somebody else. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was shocking. <laughs> right? And it, oh, it was just still so bad for those kids, though. Like, just, like, what a fucking asshole. Some, you know, like, who are you? <laughs> Again, when you murder anyone, it's like, who are you to take somebody's life because they didn't want to date you anymore? Like, grow the fuck
0: up. Yeah. Or just that they were fucking at the wrong place at the wrong time getting gas, you know, and a bullet to the head. That's true. I don't know. It's all so fucked up. But it's just, like, it's so crazy to me that there are so many... Like I've never lived in a place where there have been such like the mega collection of murderers <laughs> and like horrible shit.
1: And you know, this kind of shit happens everywhere or whatever. Like if you look at Los Angeles, there's plenty of fucking things. But Bellingham's a small town and yeah. it's like kind of like a hippie town. And then there's this underlying yeah. like it's a college town.
0: Yeah. Like that <laughs> that murderers go to.
1: Right, and, and again that they all go to the waterfront and hang out there too. Like that's, <laughs> that's weird. Up. It's just like oh, let's all go hang out at the waterfront. Like we've been to the waterfront a few times for like karaoke, and like I remember one one uh, night finishing up. Um, I would work from seven p.m. to three a.m doing the grocery when I worked in groceries and um, we got drunk on the steps as we would sometimes do after a long shift and it was actually getting to be morning time and the manager had to come out and be like you guys need to leave we're opening soon <laughs> and we all stumbled down to the waterfront and ordered more beer and I kind of remember ordering biscuits and gravy and just gravy all over my shirt <laughs> like why why would they serve us like we were clearly too fucked up but anyways that's the waterfront for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I guess that's our podcast. Yeah. Murder. <laughs> Murder, mayhem, Bellingham.
1: Be excellent to each other. <laughs> you know, don't don't go around killing people. It's rude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, just a reminder, if you haven't already, please go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And leave us a review. We love reading your reviews. Also, our extended Mormon family does not like our podcast and they are giving us a lot of thumbs down. So if you guys could go on our social medias, especially the YouTube YouTube. channel and the Apple podcast, give us a thumbs up and a rating. We would so much appreciate it. Or if you're going to give us a bad one, At least tell us why.
1: Because if it's just,
0: you know, hidden, that's no fun. At least say, hey, I'm your cousin. I know I said I'm a prophet and I started my own religion and I baptize people in swimming pools, but I don't like your podcast. We're we're okay with that. Uh, Check out our website. We got a lot of new merch up. Uh, And also, thanks again to our patrons. We love you guys so much. If you're interested in becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com and you can see all the funny funny stuff that we put together for your entertainment. Minimum
1: three dollars a month. Yeah. That's less than a coffee. Who doesn't have an extra three dollars? Uh, so yeah. Like, subscribe. We already said that on YouTube. But do it anyways. Do you have any funny stories
0: of murder or Mormons? (laughs) Or Do you have any funny stories of (laughs) murder? Send them to us. I was
1: gonna say, oh, I didn't do a Mormon dish this week. Repent. Next week. Okay. (laughs) That means you'll get double the dose of gross. We'll see you next
0: week. (laughs)